The NFC East is the worst division in the NFL. The Dodgers and the Rays had the craziest fourth game. Antonio Brown goes to the Bucks, and the Atlanta Falcons suck again. All of that and more on this episode of It's Sports Sis. Welcome back to another episode of It's Sports Sis. We are on episode five, week five, and we have a lot to talk about this week. All right. So first things first is the Eagles Giants game, Christine. Yeah, that was the saddest play I have seen thus far. The Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, had a straight path to get a touchdown and he trips and falls. The memes that came out of it were phenomenal. I think there was some like call of duty one yes. or no, no, no. It was like from the, the movie, the shooter where he like gets a sniper out and he like snipes yeah. him down. Um, there's also ones like where WWE stars, like are, are giving him like some sort of like wrestling move to bring him to the ground, but literally nothing happened. Just the turf monster came up, grabbed his shoe. He tripped and fell and did not make it into the end zone. Even his teammates were pointing and laughing. I know. I know. Even the teammates were laughing, Sarah, but I also feel for the dude because if that were me, I would probably trip and fall too. I forget who told me I'm so clumsy. No, somebody was like, somebody DM'd us once we put that on our story, Christine. And they were like, I feel for this guy because my most embarrassing moment was when, oh my God, if you told me this story, I'm sorry. I forgot who told me this story. How it's embarrassing. Crystal. Was it Crystal? Yeah, it was Crystal. <laughs> oh, Crystal. Yes. She said that she was, yeah, she was on the varsity soccer team yeah. or she was on the JV soccer team and the varsity team like walked by and she said she literally had like, clear path to the goal, similar as Daniel Jones. And she tripped and fell. And she said, she like audibly heard all of the girls go like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like they were oh. shaking their head. I know bless, bless her heart. Right? My life though. I'm telling you, I'm the clumsiest person in the world. That would be, um, but not just the fact that the giants quarterback tripped and didn't get the touchdown. The Eagles also miss a 29-yard field goal attempt. And I honestly, Sarah, I it's painful to watch. They're, yeah. they're, this whole division is painful to watch. To be I mean, honest, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I turned it off. Well, we watched it because this Michael, my husband's a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, and that's all, right. They're all in his division. So, um, But the Cowboys suck too. And it's not even worth talking about the Cowboys-Redskins game because they were – God awful. Well, like I said, the entire division, the NFC East, you guys is the worst. It's like so sad. I think the best record in the NFC East has like two wins, maybe three wins. So in the NFC East, just to clarify, I believe it's the giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys and the Redskins. And they're all awful. Yes. They are all terrible. So game four of the world series, Christine, please tell me that you saw it. Um, I saw it and I also watched the videos over and over again because I actually couldn't believe what happened. So the Dodgers were in the outfield. Yes. On defense, which I don't even know if that's what it's called. Sorry, Steve, the baseball guy, but yes, they were in the outfield. This is whenever we need Steve, the baseball guy to just make sure we're saying all these things, right. But the Rays hit the ball and hit the ball into the outfield. The guy in the outfield, I believe his name is Chris Taylor. I looked him up so I could call him by name, drops the ball. The guy on the raise 
on first base runs all the way home because he's getting, you know, the base coaches are like, go, 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 go. He's running home trips and falls between third and home. Literally helmet comes off. He stumbles. He's about to retreat back to third base when he realizes that the guy in the outfield who dropped the ball in the first place throws it to the catcher who then drops the ball too. So he stumbles and falls and yeah. still made it home. Oh, and it was a walk-off homer, which I cannot tell you guys that I knew that before um, getting on this podcast and telling you what, what it is because I didn't, but a walk-off homer is they're in the last inning and whatever team is up to bat, if they score a run, like there's no need for the game to continue because the other team isn't getting the ball back. So that was a walk-off home run. That's right. And it was like the craziest play. Like I, I'm very impressed, Christine, that you were able to talk through all of the fumbles that happened because I just like watched it and was like mouth agape. Like, what did I just watch? Yeah. The guy in the outfield dropped it. The catcher dropped it. There was a stumble between third and home. I mean, not looking like professionals at all out there, especially not ones that made it to the world series. So yes, that game had my mind absolutely blown, but want to know something else that blew my mind, Christine, what Antonio Brown got picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Antonio Brown. So I was shocked to see that he went to the Bucks Cause I know the Seahawks were talking about picking him up too. Um, and he signed a two and a half million dollar contract with the Bucks for just one year. But let's see if he can even make the one year, Sarah. This guy can't keep his mouth shut. And I think that is a big reason. Actually, it is the reason why he's gone through so many teams, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think we need to give the people a little bit of an overview. I'm just going to, I'm going to run through Antonio Brown's resume, just so you guys can understand why this is such a big deal and why in the middle of the season, is he going to a new team? So Antonio Brown started with the Steelers. He was arguably one of the best receivers in the NFL whenever he played for the Steelers and he left the Steelers because he didn't get along with the teammates. So pretty sure he just goes to the Steelers, no showed and demanded a trade. Um, in the middle of the season, he went to the Oakland Raiders at the time they were the Oakland Raiders. They were not the Las Vegas Raiders. Oakland still had a team. This this is the part that kills me. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he had a guaranteed $30 million contract. If he could just make it through training camp, that's it. Just make it through training camp. Christine, did he do it the day before he got cut the The day before? Mm -hmm. So he didn't get his money from the Oakland Raiders. And it's because he He was was running running his mouth mouth Mm -hmm. and they just didn't like him. Yeah. Or so, it was, he wasn't getting along with the GM. He called him out on social media, right? He, that's all he does. He is yes. a Twitter keyboard cowboy on Twitter and just blows people up. And yeah, it just creates this negative vibe in the locker room and nobody wants to be around him. I mean, they're playing for, you know, as a team for each other's lives, you can't be talking smack about each other. So yeah, he talked smack about the GM and Oakland was like, bye, we want nothing to do with you the day before training camp. So I don't know how much money of that $30 million that he got 
but he for sure did not get all 30 million. So before the 2019 season, um, he goes to the Patriots. So after an alleged domestic violence incident and sexual assault accusation and a slew of other legal issues, the Patriots cut him less than two weeks after picking him up, Christine. I'm pretty sure he only played from like September 7th and was cut on the 30th the 20th or the 20th. So he didn't even make it to the 30th. He, he didn't, didn't even make it the full month. of September. It was literally two weeks long. Yes. Like less than two weeks long. And then he was cut from the Patriots and then suspended the first eight weeks of this season. So the 2020 season, because of all of those legal issues, whenever he was with the Patriots and he will start week nine, for the Bucks, which is their November 8th game versus the Saints on Sunday night football. So this guy, you guys, is stocked full of drama. He runs his mouth. He has legal issues out the wazoo. He's been with how many four different teams? This is his fourth team. He's back with Brady, and we'll just have to wait and see how he does. Here, I, I really don't think that the Bucks need him, though, right? Like they're already playing really well. Tom Brady. He, he played with him for a couple weeks and I was, you know, he, he says that he, he liked playing with Antonio Brown. So I'm curious to see how it turns out. And I'm curious to see if he can keep his mouth shut for an entire season. Yeah. He's honestly sounds like a little bit of a crazy person, but well, we'll speaking of mentally insane, (laughs) did you see Joey Sly's insane 65 yard field goal attempt? Christine, you guys all know we're Panthers fans. And Joey Sly, who is Joey Sly? (gasps) Joey Sly went to Virginia Tech. So I went to Virginia Tech too. So I am a huge Panthers fan, but more specifically, I am a huge Joey Sly fan because that big hunk of hunk of man went to Virginia Tech and he is our kicker and he is, I think, the best kicker in the NFL. And the 65-yard field goal would have been the longest field goal ever made in NFL history, history. He would have made history books with the 65 yard field goal. And when I tell you guys, okay, so I, my husband always says, I tell stories in a very suspenseful way and it drives him nuts. He's always like, can you just get to the ending already? Get on with it. What happened? Right. Did he make the 65 yard field goal? No, he missed it. He missed the 65 yard field goal. But when I tell you guys, I swear to you, the laces of the football skimmed the uprights of the field goal. I, I thought for sure it was going in. It, this is like one of those things that you watch just like multiple times. It's kind of like watching the lion King. You watch the lion King and every time you hope that Mufasa doesn't die, but he does, you know, and it, you cry, or at least I do every time I was watching this Joey Sly replay and Every time I watched it, I was like, it has to go in. Like it is, it comes that close. You guys Google it. So, you know, what we're talking about, we'll also post it on our Instagram story. So you can um, reference it there too. But when I tell you it missed by, I swear, I I swear it was not even a centimeter. It was not even an inch. It was not even a centimeter. And it was perfectly in the middle. It was such a beautiful kick. And I was this close to my TV. I was this close to my TV. Cause I was like, 
That's going in. That's going in. I wish I had my Apple watch on right now because my heart rate got back up. It's, it's back up to where it was whenever I was watching the game on Sunday. I am still just as equally as devastated as I was on Sunday for Joey Sly and missing that field goal. And I could just tell he's just standing on the sidelines with his gigantic biceps. And I'm just, he's all red in the face and he <laughs> just feels so terrible about himself. And I just want to go and give him a big, big old, old hug. hug, a big old hokey hug and tell oh. him that everything's going to be okay. But yes, it was the craziest field goal. I feel like I have ever witnessed and he lost it or he didn't make it, but that's okay. And if he, and if he did make it, it would have tied the game, but that's okay. It was still a really good game versus the saints. And I know we lost, but at <laughs> least we didn't give up a lead. Like the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> again, again, Christy. again. Okay. So I had to rewatch the replay. <laughs> I had to rewatch the highlights from the game before we hopped on, um, today to record just because I was like, okay, I want to make sure that I am communicating this to you guys properly. So this is kind of like a learning opportunity too, right? Um, so the Atlanta Falcons were losing to the, um, Detroit lions. Yes, that's right. And they were on the 10 yard line and there was like a minute and a half left and they handed the ball off to Todd Gurley Mm -hmm. and he, ran into the end zone. And if you watch the replay, he's trying to stop himself from going into the end zone, but he falls into the end zone and both teams are yelling touchdown, touchdown. Well, for those of you that don't understand, you're probably like, why would the lions want him to score a touchdown? Well, the answer is because that's when the clock stopped, which was with a minute 15 left and the lions were going to get the ball back. So They would rather, instead of them run the clock down, instead of the Atlanta Falcons run the clock down to zero and kick a game-winning field goal with no time left on the clock, that they would go ahead and score the touchdown. They got the two-point conversion, and they were ahead at that time by six points. So when they scored the touchdown, they were ahead by four, scored the two-point conversion, ahead by six, and gave the Lions the ball back with a minute 15 left. You know what happened, Christine? Do I? <laughs> In a minute and 15 seconds with zero timeouts, the Detroit Lions ran almost the entire length of the field. I want to say it was like a 75-yard drive. In a minute and 15 seconds, again, with no timeouts, scored a touchdown to tie it up and made the extra point to win the game. So they the beat them 23 to 22 with 23 left in the game to 22 and the Falcons suck again. And I just love it so much. I was going to say, I love to watch the Falcons lose. So I was, I was so hot in my seat. I was like, yes, I know it was literally like the absolute craziest ending to a game. I mean, there's been so many crazy endings to a game. I know. Speaking of epic losses, Sarah, the Patriots suck. Cam sucks and he is not performing well. This is his second week in a row that he played bad and he played even worse in the second game. Uh, he, he, in the past two games, he's thrown zero touchdowns and five interceptions. I take back everything that I said about him still recovering from COVID. I think as of last week, he was fully recovered and he just, I just don't think he's head, his head's in it yet. You know, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, but they pulled him in the second half of the game and put a put in their backup quarterback, which he sucks too. So I mean, <laughs> really, Cam is the only hope for the Patriots at this moment, and yeah. 
at least they they pulled him. He didn't get hurt. He had some time to just, you know, gather his thoughts. Hopefully next game he'll come back and prove us all wrong and just come back with a with a bang. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Cam is definitely playing like Dookie, but since we're on the doo-doo topic, Christine, OBJ <laughs> tore his ACL and is out for the season. I know, I know. He tore his ACL in the first play of the game, which was sad because uh, I know a lot of play uh, people who have him on their fantasy team, including my husband, was not happy about this, but he will probably be out for the whole rest of the season. Yes, that is so sad. Honestly, I can't believe I'm putting this back out into the universe, but the play that he tore his ACL on, he dropped the ball and it was an incomplete pass. And he's like laying on the ground and he was like hugging his knee. And, um, they were like, OBJ's hurt. And I was like, yeah, his feelings are hurt because he dropped the ball. <laughs> and then he was like being helped off the field. And I realized oh. very quickly that I have some really bad. Karma. Uh, yeah, I've got some bad karma coming for me. So sorry about that. OBJ, all of that to say, get well soon. We hope you rehab, um, and, and come back next year. But 100%. we have to talk about, we have to talk about Sunday night's football game, which was the Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. And Sarah, this was the best game of the season. Prove us wrong. Nobody can prove us wrong. There's literally nobody out there who can, who watch this game or watch any highlights from this game that can say that this was not the best game of the season thus far. It went into double overtime and the play of the game, which has gotten memed. I mean, countless amounts of times. Oh, I rewatched, I rewatched it because Michael and I were watching it live. We rewatched that play at least four times. We kept hitting the rewind button because it was so impressive. So Seattle was in the red zone and Wilson, who is the quarterback of the Seahawks threw it through an interception into the hands of Arizona safety Buddha Baker. So Baker is running down the field. He had a straight shot to the end zone and he is fast. You guys, we're not going to start getting into stats here, but Buddha Baker is extremely fast. He's an extremely fast defender. So the Seahawks throw an interception Buda and Baker picks it off. Right. And then their wide receiver, DK Metcalf, is six foot four, 240 pounds, <laughs> began to sprint after Baker and runs him down, Sarah, and tackles him on the two yard line, preventing the touchdown. It was the, it literally, okay. Do you guys remember? I know everybody on this who is listening has watched the Fast and Furious. Furious, you know when Vin Diesel and Paul Walker would be driving their cars and they'd hit that like I think it's called Nas, like the Nas button, where it, like yeah. makes their car go like extra fast. It literally looked like DK Metcalf had some sort of like explode button that he pressed. I have never seen somebody. I mean, this is a and such a large man. Oh. Mind you. He ran, you guys have got to look it up. If you have not already seen this highlight, he ran from 10 yards behind Buddha Baker, which remind you Buddha Baker is so fast already. So Buddha Baker is running full speed towards the end zone and DK Metcalf comes from 10 yards behind him and catches up to him and tackles him before he gets in the end zone. It was an amazing play. Oh, it was so amazing. And Buda Baker's also 30 pounds lighter than DK Metcalf. I mean, 
the fact that he came and got him is so impressive. They held the, they didn't get the touchdown, but they did end up winning. I think the Cardinals ended up winning the game 37 to 34. Yep. Definitely an amazing, amazing game. So true. Christine, there was a lot of crazy and a lot of bad that happened this week, Christine, but I think we should call it quits with the high note of the DK Metcalf play. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram. Katie Klashani, we love you. You're amazing. And see you next week. See you next week.